Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, thank you so much, Lord, uh, for giving us wisdom and discernment. And Lord, correct any of our errors, Lord. We want to know the truths. Help us to seek earnestly your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to do part two of The Dragon is Cast Down. And I'm going to share a little bit again about Happy New Year 2029, given to Andrew Galenus 2.25.22. But first let me say, I want to take another look at the possibilities here. Remember the dreams that we had of the Tribulation Covenant with many starting, and the people did not know it. Uh, many conservative people don't know what just happened. Uh, a covenant with many called Nisara Jasara was declared on April the 1st that could very well be the beginning of the tribulation period. Now, you can understand why conservatives loved this thing and um, really wouldn't suspect it would be this, okay? Um Andrew said, I dreamt I was riding a white horse on a straight road. Well, a white horse represents sanctified flesh that is under the control of the spirit man. And the straight road is the straight and narrow path that we walk on in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is a description of the white of the man-child reformer ministries revealed as the white horse rider in the first seal of the tribulation in Revelation 6. So this is a sign of the beginning of the tribulation. He went on to say, I was instructed by someone I couldn't see nor hear to make an announcement uh, to a multitude of people who I knew were concealed behind a mist or a cloud just off the right side of the road. The right identifies the righteous. Okay, and uh, these people represent those who are hidden in the cleft of the rock during the tribulation, as in A.A. Allen's vision. And this uh, announcement is made because they don't know the tribulation is beginning. Okay, I shouted, Happy New Year 2029. Whoa. And while still in the dream, I understood 2029 to be seven years from now. Okay. Well, isn't it interesting that the nations are coming together in an agreement at this time? And when has this ever happened? The, the tribulation starts with Daniel's covenant with many. And this looks like a covenant with many to me. Uh some educated speculation is involved here, but because this word now could have different interpretations. Obviously, Israel's biblical new year started in the spring, according to Exodus 12 and 2 and 13 and 3, uh, on the month of Abib, and was called by God Abib 1, and later Nisan 1. Okay? Nisan 1 uh, for the Hebrew year 5782 begins at sundown on Friday, April the 1st, 2022. 
and ends uh, at nightfall on Saturday, April the 2nd, 2022. The original word in the scriptures is Abib, and Abib 1 would be the beginning of the month, of the first month. Uh, it's an, it, and is a uh, new year, uh, April 2nd and 3rd. Um, these are actually the same day, but have been calculated by different people as, uh, these, as one day apart. Don't know that for reasons why that is, but, uh, so this interpretation is pointing to a liberal now, a literal, excuse me, <laughs> a literal now. Okay, And if we back up seven years from that date, we come to the beginning of the tribulation seven years on April the 1st to the 2nd. Now, using a broader interpretation for now, there are other new years like the Jewish secular new year in the fall or our Gregorian calendar new year. And if one of these were true now, would simply mean this year. And um, I'm favoring the more precise now, but I'll learn as I go. Another huge significance to this Abib 1 date was declared in Operation Disclosure, uh, reported by those representing the Alliance of Nations headed by President Trump, which is tearing down the beast of Babylon, the deep state. Okay? And some bullet points here. Uh, Friday the 1st of April was checkmate. Restoration of the U.S. Republic to concepts of the original Constitution and finalization of the global currency reset to gold asset-backed currency. Uh, bullet number two. Uh, at 12.01 a.m. of the 1st of April, again, the beginning of what we're seeing here, the uh, restored republic would be in effect and was the start of Jasara Nasara plus gold asset-backed USN and USTN. That's U.S. Treasury note, the new, new notes. Um, so, so this is a new one world order and although the announcement to the public was said to come around Easter so they they reveal things ahead of time what they're doing and uh, then they reveal them later okay that's the norm another bullet point um, April the 1st was the beginning of the first quarter of the new quantum financial system the QFS using the quantum computer and new digital currency of blockchain. Uh, from now on, trading of all nations would be done with gold asset-backed currency. So, we got a new currency, we got a new nation, we got a new world here. Okay, last year, 107 uh, said that Donald Trump would be recognized as a U.S. president by uh, April Fool's Day, uh, April the 1st. Well, uh, as we have seen, the Manchild Ministries will run parallel to this uh, anointing of Trump, so to speak. And uh, Cyrus conquered Babylon on the same night 
that Daniel, as a type of the man-child, was promoted over the kingdom. So there's a parallel there, you see. And Jesus, as a type of the end-time corporate man-child, started his ministry by being baptized unto death and resurrection, and then went through 40 days of temptation. Uh, He was a relatively unknown preacher at this time, and then he quickly demonstrated his man-child anointing with power. Um, Another bullet point. At 12.01 a.m., the 1st of April, was the start of Jasara Nasara plus the USN, USTN, and Restored Republic would be in effect. And that's although the announcement, once again, would be around Easter, or they think. Anyway, uh, another bullet point, Fox News reported on a white hat military election sting operation. Watermarked ballots in 12 key states showed that Trump won the 2020 election. Military arrests of high-profile political elites involved in that 2020 election fraud have been made, and those cha- those charged with charge with sedition now reside in prison barges at Gitmo awaiting tribunals. So it was announced and recognized. Okay, wow. Okay, another revelation given to Bill Steenland, 331.22. Uh, called it the transfiguration of the man-child. As you know, the man-child white horse rider begins the tribulation, right? Well, uh, notice the date of this revelation is at the very beginning of April the 1st. Hmm. I dreamed I was at a burger restaurant called Five Guys Eating. I believe that's representing those under grace, five, devouring much flesh. particularly our flesh, right? Uh, We have to overcome the flesh. That's our death, burial, and resurrection, which, uh, of course, Jesus went through at the beginning of his ministry, a a baptism, right, by John the Baptist. I was told by the waitress that I was going to witness the transfiguration or a transfiguration of the man-child at Clingman's Dome. Um, hmm. Well, he, while he was there eating, he was going to see this, you know. Um, well, that was it. So we, don't, we were left hanging there. I remember inside the dream, prior dreams I had about thermite plasma being tested at Klingman's Dome. Well, this represents their flesh being burned up or death to self again. Klingman's Dome is a place that we often visited in the Great Smoky Mountains. It's one of the highest peaks east of the Mississippi. And and maybe this this high place of, um, you know, this anointing uh, of the man-child represents this. Revelation 14, 1 through 4. And I saw, and behold, the Lamb standing on the Mount Zion meaning they are the leadership of God's people, and the Lamb is their King David, right? And uh, we know that Jesus sat upon the throne of David and on Mount Zion. There they are on the mountain. And with him, here's those that are with him on the mountain, 
144,000 having his name, the name of his father, written on their foreheads. So I have recognized for 50 years uh, as the anointing of the corporate body of man-child reformers. This text right here. Um, and I believe today even more so. And I heard a voice from heaven, which this means that he's watching these people on the earth with the Lamb on Mount Zion, and he hears a voice from heaven, meaning he is not in heaven. He is on the earth. Okay? As a voice of many waters and the voice of great thunder and the voice which I heard was as the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sing, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no man could learn the song save the hundred and forty-four thousand, even they that had been purchased out of the earth. Okay, this is the man-child ministry. These are, whether it's a spiritual number or a physical number, I don't know for sure. Uh, but it's connected with the man-child ministry all through the Bible, this hundred and forty-four. Uh, these are they that are not defiled with women, meaning they're not in religious sex and not trapped in any religion of man, even if it's called Christian. For they are virgins, meaning they have received the, the only, uh, only the seed of the Lord, which is his word. They're virgins because they don't receive the seed of man. These are they that follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were purchased from among men to be the first fruits unto God and unto the Lamb. Well, meaning they are the first to come to this first fruit manifestation after Jesus, who was called the first fruits also. So this is the first fruits unto God and unto the Lamb, the very next people. So now I want to point out something to you about uh, into the nuclear bunkers. And this was RT32820. And uh, updated it a year ago. And it says, um, this is, was my notes back then, and even actually back in 2020, almost all of them were back in 2020. Uh, the text uh, of the link that Bill sent us below is from 2020. Uh, when the military went to the underground bunkers claiming it was preparation for the pandemic. However, if a real pandemic broke out, <clears throat> all of the military leadership and political leadership being in close quarters could get wiped out by just one infected soldier. So that doesn't make sense, right? So these bunkers are under the ground of 2,000 feet of granite. Uh, to withstand a nuclear war. That's the reason those, that you would go down there, not to, to avoid COVID, okay? Uh, the left tried to start a nuclear war at least twice under Obama, which would have legally kept the sitting president in power, but everyone was wise to him. Yeah, including Putin. Uh, what if the Alliance, in their planning a fake nuclear World War III to scare the world into Nasara Jasara, a covenant with many, while the left plans 
on then making it into a real World War III to stay in power using their agent provocateurs in the midst to strike at all sides, which they're very good at. They've done this for a long time. So look at the preparations for nuclear world war here under the guise of preparing for COVID. So on 8-27-21, William Steenland, Bill, uh, wrote, This news article sure seems odd, especially now that NORAD and NORTHCOM went underground. Here's the article. Run for the hills. Pentagon sends teams into mountain bunkers as pandemic preparations go into full swing. <laughs> the U.S. Northern Command has sent teams of essential staff deep underground to wait out the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, this is the continuity of government bunker, which we've been talking about recently. It was taken over by the White Hats. <laughs> Okay, it has nothing to do with COVID-19, as they are saying. The military knows that this is not a problem, and it's actually uh, the vaccines that are the true plague. And they will prosecute those who foisted this depopulation scam on the world. Okay, that was the red note I put in it back then. Okay, uh, Air Force General Terrence O'Shaughnessy, uh, heads up the U.S. Northern Command as well as the North American Aerospace Defense Command, a joint U.S.-Canadian operation that monitors the skies over North America for missile and airborne threats. And earlier this week, O'Shaughnessy told um, reporters via Facebook that some of his watch teams would be moved from their usual command center at Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado to a number of hardened underground bunkers. One of these facilities is the Cheyenne Mountain Bunker Complex, a warren of tunnels buried under 2,000 feet of granite and sealed behind blast doors designed to withstand a 30-megaton nuclear explosion. Another team has been sent to an undisclosed location, O'Shaughnessy added, Installations like Cheyenne Mountain are integral to the U.S. government's plan to survive a doomsday scenario in the event of an existential threat to the U.S. A nuclear attack, for instance, uh, the president and his officials, as well as a contingent of political, military, and civilian leaders, would be immediately evacuated to four secure facilities to run the country from deep underground. Uh, again, back to my notes back then. Uh, the, the following is what we predicted back in 2020. It's a fake World War III scare to get all of the militaries of the world out so that they can then go against the deep state worldwide. Well, the Ukraine is an example. They are doing it. It's very clear. Putin is a great enemy of the deep state. He was working against them long before Trump started doing it, right? Well, they are saying there will be a nuke scare because the nuclear reactors would be hacked, and they don't want the nuclear reactors anyway. They want to go to Tesla-free energy. So this is a World War III scare to bring people to desire the covenant. After both World War I and World War II, 
the world fearfully made peace covenants. The League of Nations after World War I, and then the UN after World War II. So what are they doing now? The same thing. Both were attempts to stop coming world wars. This time, uh, World War III scare is to force the world into the Tribulation Dragon Covenant, which I predicted when Hidden Manna was written many years ago. So, what if the left is planning on making this a real World War III? This uh, nuclear scare to bring all nations into a covenant at this time would become real. Uh, it will begin with the Lord appearing in his man-child. The white horse rider reformers as the first seal of Revelation 6. The Lord in the man-child body comes first with his recompense, which is before him, he says. And then a real World War III comes as the second seal. The man-child tribulation and beginning of World War III is seen here. Revelation 6, 1 through 8. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying, as with a voice of thunder, Come. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat thereon had a bow, and there was given unto him a crown, and he came forth conquering and to conquer. Jesus manifested in the man-child ministry uh, by word and spirit is going to conquer. Okay, so uh, verse 3 says, And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and another horse came forth, a red horse. And him that sat thereon, it was given to take peace from the earth. And that they should slay one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. Okay, so notice we could start with a fake World War III and then end up with a real World War III. It's kind of history, right? An update on this. Uh, we need to pray down a suspected false flag in New York City on April the 18th. I don't have time to go into it. This, and that is this 2022. And that, of course, they said, was to blame the Russians and bring uh, U.S. into world war. Yeah. And, and when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come. And I saw, and behold, a black horse. And he that sat thereon had a balance in his hand. And I heard, as it were, a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, saying, A measure of wheat for a shilling, and three measures of barley for a shilling, and the oil and the wine hurt thou not. Well, um, my note back then was a food shortage is starting now. Yeah, they were beginning to make preparations to bring this down. Everybody's watched it, you know. Uh, but my update here is uh, food has become extremely expensive, as, um, as we see here in this text. And when he opened the fourth seal, 
I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come. And I saw, and behold, a pale horse, and he that sat upon him. His name was Death. Yeah. And Hades followed with him. And there was given unto him authority over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with famine, and with death, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Well, my update note here is that we are seeing these wild beast empires fight it out right now. And we're also seeing that they have prepared three more dangerous plagues, uh, which is, of course, their threat against the alliance to, um, to try to forestall this new world order coming to, through the alliance instead of them. They had their plan, and uh, it's failing. So. so Operation Disclosure showed recently the former CDC director said, a great pandemic of avian flu is coming. I've always said that the COVID-19 pandemic was a wake-up call. Well, he should know. I don't believe that this is the great pandemic. I believe that the great pandemic is still ahead, and it will be a pandemic of avian influenza for a person with a significant mortality in the range of 10 to 50 percent, it will be a disaster. Well, this guy, of course, is deep state. And um, COVID-19 was only 1.6 percent. And uh, they're looking for at least a couple of these to be like 35 percent kill rate. Okay, that's my note. Okay. Uh, here's a little... Teaching on this, uh, U.S. government diagnosing chickens with bird flu using fraudulent PCR tests and then slaughtering them so we can make a famine, right? Uh, this was April the 7th, uh, 2022 by Ethan Huff. There's another engineered pandemic taking place, this time against U.S. poultry. Um, according to the government, avian flu or bird flu is sweeping across chicken and turkey farms. wonder how that could happen. I guess it's probably sprayed from heaven, which means officials must slaughter these birds in order to keep people from eating their meat and eggs, even though cooked meat and eggs are admittedly safe for consumption. <laughs> what? And using the same uh, fraudulent PCR tests that were used to diagnose Americans with the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, government officials are now mass testing poultry and slaughtering them whenever the results come up positive. Okay. The latest poultry genocide has occurred in Iowa where 5.3 million hens and 88,000 turkeys were killed due to allegedly being infected with bird flu. And all across the nation, some 22 million egg-laying chickens, 1.8 million broiler chickens, 1.9 million pullet and other commercial chickens, and 1.9 million turkeys have been put down so far amid the panic. Mm -hmm. A familiar thing. 
Since the alleged outbreak began about a month ago, operations all across the country have been forced to put down more than 18 million chickens and 305,000 turkeys. Conveniently, the outbreak occurred right as the pandemic masks mandates ended and Russian President Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to force um, this disaster, this famine. Quote, Iowa is the nation's leading egg producer and had 46 million chickens on farms in February, according to U.S. Department of Agriculture data. Reports uh, CBS News in Minnesota, Iowa raises about 11.7 million turkeys annually. Piece by piece, they are decimating the global economy and greasing the wheels for mass starvation. The USDA claims that 23 states now have confirmed cases of avian flu, the policy for which is to destroy all birds in the vicinity and use their remains for farm compost. The alleged disease is said to spread via the droppings or nasal discharge of infected wild birds such as ducks and geese. The claim is that these droppings and discharge taint uh, dust and soil, spreading the virus throughout poultry populations. Infected wild birds have been found in at least 26 states, they say, and the virus has been circulating in migrating waterfowl in Europe and Asia for nearly a year, and the corporate-controlled media claims this. Okay. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention said that the cases in, in birds do not represent an immediate public health concern. Well, unless you consider that if you're dead, you're not very healthy, right? And they're trying to make a starvation here, right? A famine. No human cases of the avian influenza virus have been detected in the United States. It remains safe to eat poultry products. Cooking of poultry and eggs to an internal temperature of 165 degrees um, kills bacteria and viruses. There is no immediate public health concern. Then why the need to destroy all the birds at a time when their meat and eggs are desperately needed due to shortages and inflation? Does the timing of all this seem suspect to anyone else? It sure does to this writer, who is observing a systematic takedown of the global economy one piece at a time. Uh, there was COVID, and then there was bird flu, and the invasion of Ukraine. And now there is skyrocketing inflation, fuel shortages, and other problems all slamming the world at once. Is this all just a big coincidence? Or is every component of this part of a multi-year pandemic protocol to take out the food supply, fossil fuels, and entire economies so they can be absorbed into a new world order where everyone owns nothing and is happy? And everyone who actually survives, that is. <laughs> so, 
Well, plagues and food supply problems has become more dangerous, obviously. Here's a few clips from Operation Disclosure. Um, Of course, we know the um, deep state releases the next plagues. That's their threat to keep um, the alliance from doing what they're doing. Um, COVID-19 did not escape from Wuhan. This is their first bullet point. With the court-ordered release of Pfizer documents on March the 1st, we were just now discovering that North Carolina University Chapel Hill Level 4 Lab of Duke University was the origination point of SARS COVID-19. Oh, so it's the deep state in our country, right? The real truth was that hundreds of U.S.-funded biolabs across the world received the SARS and other pathogens from the U.S., grew the pathogens in mass formation, uh, multiplied the production of the SARS, bird flu, Ebola, etc., and then released the pathogens in sequence on many countries. While the mainstream media distracted the public with fake news about Ukraine, the center of uh, deep state operations, the uh, playbook of the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Chinese Communist Party, and Kazarian Mafia called for controlling civilization through a war on food distribution and digital banking in an operation named Lockstep. Having created hunger and starvation by interrupting global food supply chains, the deep state government would then step in as heroes and give out food rations uh, and free money. But you would have to register through their digital banking system that controlled your banking and connected to the new system. Oh, and if you broke any agreements of a long-worded pressed digital document, your bank accounts and assets would be frozen, and you could not speak, write, or share misinformation, quote-unquote, on the current pandemic procedures, vaccines, virus origins, war info. That would contradict the mainstream narration. Okay, so don't don't talk against this. We're communists. We're taking over your land, and we're taking over the world, and you can't do anything about it, or we'll put you in jail and freeze your bank account, right? He went on to say, while the White Hats were behind the scenes channeling this deep state lockstep plan into a great awakening, so no, in other words, they're using it to open people's eyes, and uh, global currency reset, it was strongly advised to have enough food, fuel, cash, and essential supplies for 30 to 90 days. Okay, well, they're pretty, um, I think they expect to win. I mean, if they only want you to have food for 30 to 90 days, don't forget Jesus multiplies the food, right? I've seen it. It does happen. So, uh... I'm going to talk to you now about the soon-coming tribulation and beast covenant, okay? I've said for a long time that Nasara Jasara is good in the beginning because Trump, 
as Cyrus is using it to free the people of God from Babylonish captivity to the deep state, right? And giving them the money to rebuild the kingdom of God. Okay? So I'm saying that still the same thing, I believe. And I, I wrote this back in 829-21. I'm saying that still. This, the first of this is God only speaks positive of Cyrus in the Bible as his servant. Uh, and he's his servant to rebuild the kingdom of God. He speaks positively. Don't make Cyrus into somebody bad and evil. I don't believe Cyrus was saved, but he was certainly impressed with the God of the Hebrews. Okay? The second stage of this covenant I have been quiet about for several reasons. Again, I wrote this back then. uh, That are of God. The people of God need to accept this first stage because it is a good repetition of history that rebuilds the kingdom. But they need to opt out of the second stage because it leads to a one-world order uniting all nations, a world currency, and the, the mark of the beast. You say, well, aren't we starting down that road now? Yes, of course. Okay. So wait till the first stage is finished, and then you can start, you know, denying the second stage. I'm not saying you can stop it. You can't, because let me tell you, God is behind this. God prophesied this. You don't think he's going to prophesy a lie, do you? (laughs) No. And God has a purpose for this, okay? So this part is a return of uh, the same kind of communist deep state tyrants that are being rid, we're getting rid of in stage one, okay? And that's because it's time for the church to be tested. See, persecution is what makes Christians. Prosperity don't make Christians. Persecution makes Christians. And although we must refuse their mark, We do not make physical war against it, for it is prophesied by God in order to separate the tares from the wheat. It is a test. Will you give up your life? Here we've run out of time for you to give up your life spiritually, uh, and so you either have to make a decision to give up your life physically, uh, or um, you'll be taken out. Uh, of the kingdom. So, if the Nasara-Jasara covenant is ultimately the covenant with many, which is upon us, does this make President Trump the Antichrist? Well, many will think so, but they will be wrong, as they usually are. And as we will see, we should not lose sight of the fact that history is repeating because God is on the throne, and he said it always will. Cyrus of the Medo-Persian Beast Empire conquered the Babylonian Beast Empire, so they're both beasts. Yes. I mean, let's just say the the people above this and behind all this, these are not Christians, not in the the, uh, aspect of what real Christianity is talking about, right? But Cyrus Trump is setting us free in stage one, so give the Lord through him the credit. 
In stage one, the Babylonian deep state faction, including their church faction, crucified the man-child and bride before the tribulation to get them ready to lead, to teach, and to reform the church in their stage two wilderness tribulation crucifixion, because that's what stage two will be. It's the same uh, MO for two different groups of people and two different times. The man, child, and bride bodies uh, are being going through this crucifixion now at the hands of the faction, the dragon that's seeking to devour them. Okay, uh, they're going through this now so that they'll be ready to teach and to show the rest of the church in the second stage when their tribulation comes, right? So first, we must have the educators educated to reveal the true kingdom and its demands. And then the church must take the test, uh, the, the second half of the tribulation or the trial, right? And, um, well, the first half is a, uh, an education, like Jesus for three and a half years educated the disciples, right? Then they went through their 40 years of uh, crucifixion at the hands of the beast and the harlot. 40 is also the number of tribulation. So uh, the seven-headed, ten-horned dragon and beast, notice they both have these seven heads, ten horns, right? It's two stages, right? First, uh, the dragon in the first three and a half years of tribulation, and then the beast in the second three and a half years. Um, and so this is making this covenant in two phases, okay? It changes in the middle of the tribulation period. The seed of all seven world-ruling heads, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, and Rome, and revived Rome of the ten toes of this beast in Daniel's vision. Remember, Daniel saw all of the kingdoms one right after another in a tall uh, being, you know, all the way down to the ten toes at the end of time. Okay. Um, and are making this covenant through their principalities. You see, there are principalities over every one of these beast kingdoms. The most noticeable at this time are Media Persia, which is Cyrus Trump's timing, and Greece, which is the full Antichrist in the second stage uh, mid-tribulation war on the saints. Okay, you remember the Alexander the Great. Okay. The super principality over all of this is Rome because they are now the ten toes representing the very the feet of this uh, worldwide beast and all of its seed. See, uh, Daniel said uh, that their lives would be prolonged. They would lose their dominion. That's each one of these beasts, right? They would lose their dominion, but their lives would be prolonged. How are their lives prolonged? In their seed. They're still with us today in their seed. 
The sins of the parents are passed on to the children unto the third and fourth generation. Their beasts are still here. They're all here. And they still have their same principalities over them that are uh, desperately attempting <laughs> to uh, keep one particular world power out and bring in their own world power because the dragon is being cast down. Okay? And the devil wants his will done, but he is losing. He, he in the dragon is also the god of Babylon, you see. So Babylon is, is losing. They had a plan to kill all the Christians now. <laughs> but, and Obama was invading the country with, um, as you know, uh, many Islam people. Um, and their plan was to take over the country. And, and, and do away with Christianity. And anyway, the super principality over all of these beasts is Rome because now they are the ten toes representing the whole world's continental divisions. Toes are separate, right? And it's talking about the continental divisions of the whole world. Rome uh, that principality, I believe, is over all these other principalities in order to bring this one world order. Okay? Again, uh, the devil, to some extent, was thwarted and pushed this back just a little bit. Trump is here to give us time, as one dream showed us, give us a little time to rebuild the kingdom and to get the saints ready to face the beast and the harlot, right? So this is... Ha this. This period of time is very important. So we have to go through this period of time and we have to bring about this um, um, education of the people. Since the uh, man-child and bride are going through this stage right now, um, we... We know that they will be prepared through experience and through much teaching uh, how to hold the church together under this uh, uh, assailing of the beasts against the church. There are rules that you have to keep in order to keep peace in the body of Christ commanded of the Lord. And, of course, we saw that the faction disobeyed all of these rules because they're factious. They want to divide the church, destroy the church, and destroy any teaching that will bring the church into this oneness. But they failed and will fail and will be cast down, just as the Edomites were by David, a type of Jesus and a type of the end-time man-child who conquered the Edomites, who hated their brother their chosen brother, okay? So uh, um, this is history repeating, uh, and these continental divisions are coming together as has never happened in history all over the world uh, through this, um, this uh, well, this covenant, you know? So let me just say, a little bit about immunity from these plagues. 
that uh, the deep state is threatening, and I believe they will release, because we've been told this in several dreams that they will release this. Um, Psalm 91 and 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in whom I trust, He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will do it. This is God's word. He will cover thee with his pinions, and under his wings shalt thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Truth, the word of God. Get out of the churches. Get into your Bible. Find out the truth. It will protect you. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day. Well, there's a terror by night. It's pestilence, plagues, all of this. For the pestilence that walketh in darkness, there it is, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side. Notice, yes, a lot of people are going to die. And ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Why? Because you repent and believe this. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Yes, who is this going to take out? The wicked. For thou, O Lord, art my refuge. Thou hast made the Most High thy habitation. There is no evil there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. You have guardian angels. Amen? <laughs> so, um, um, you know, Paul said, The Lord will deliver me from every evil work. Every evil work. That's 2 Timothy 4.18. And he also said that Jesus bore the curse so that we would be blessed in Galatians 3.13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. You see, he became sin for us to take away our sins, and then he became cursed for us to take away the penalty. Some people don't believe that. So they endure the penalty, even though they might believe that he took away their sins, okay, which is ridiculous. If he took away your sin, wouldn't he take away the penalty? Of course. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So Jesus hung on that cross, that tree, and was crucified to take away our sin and its penalty that upon the Gentiles might come the blessing of Abraham in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing of Abraham. The Bible says Abraham was blessed in all things. Does that mean he was taken out by a plague? No, just the opposite. 
He also said the sacrifice for our health was Jesus in 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his body upon the tree. Oh, glory to God. That we, having died unto sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. It was already done at the cross. You were healed at the cross. You received your health at the cross. He also said in Colossians 1 and 13, who delivered us out of the power of darkness. Who is that? Well, the devil, the dragon, the beast, uh, all the demonic uh, forces out there, the wicked people that they, they use to try to bring down the church. So he delivered us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Do you believe it? This is what counts. Do you believe it? Well, Father, we, um, we believe it. We believe you took the curse away. We believe we're not going to have any problem with these plagues. We've seen them pass through around us, you know, so far. And uh, by God's grace, um, he has kept us. And uh, we've got the 5G towers up there, too, that they designed in order to take you out and can manipulate them to do uh, lots of really nasty things. Uh, but we believe in immunity to the curse. And this is certainly a curse. Anything contrary to God's well-being and blessing is a curse. And so Deuteronomy 28 gives you a very long list of what the curse is, and it's not all listed there. <laughs> but it's a pretty good list, okay? So you can go read it and find out what the Lord delivered you from. Okay, Deuteronomy 28. See what the Lord delivered you from. And uh, believe it today, because everything that is considered a curse he delivered you from, he became accursed for you. Okay, so uh, we always want to season our words with grace, you know, and tell you, yes, these things are coming, so you can be warned, and you can warn other people, but also give them the gospel. Give them the good news. The good news is that this doesn't apply to you. It applies to your enemies because God is coming to judge your enemies. Uh, his recompense is before him and his reward is with him, which is stated twice in the scriptures. And it's talking about the coming of the Lord in his man-child body uh, to bring judgment. Moses brought judgment, did he not? He brought judgment all over Egypt. He was a type of the man-child. Uh, and uh, all of these types of the man-child make up the end-time man-child. And all of these types of the beast, too, by the way, make up the end-time beast. Are you noticing? There's a parallel there. So, Lord, we praise you that you are so wise and everything you do is good and you work all things together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. 
and we can put our trust in you. You are sovereign God. You are the only sovereign. The devil isn't sovereign. In Job, the devil had to have permission to do everything he did, but it was all to bring Job uh, to maturity and perfection. And Lord, we know you have the exact same control today, and we thank you so much for what you're doing for us, Lord. We do not deserve your grace. We do not deserve it. But we have it, and we give thanks unto you for your mercy. Amen. <laughs> 